Pocket Wampa. Pocket Wampa. In a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began. And Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turn of the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on oldest toys. From bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, watch out! We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive! Informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. No, no, no. An Octavito with Tempest The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Stephen B. Deadly. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Packet, new from Kenner. Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Wampa Wampa, everybody. Welcome to the Kivecast for March of 2011. Yes, this is the Kivecast, the audio magazine for collectors of vintage Star Wars memorabilia. I'm Sky That's Payne right. with the Don Mattingly of Star Wars Broadcasting, Stephen B. <laughs> Danley. Oh, let's see. I don't know if I want to take that just yet. Let's see how the season goes. <laughs> I'll say I'm, I'm pretty mellow like Don. Yeah. But I don't know. I, if he has some of my mental breakdowns, we're in big trouble. <laughs> and you, you, don't, you don't have any mustache anymore either. No, no mustache anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. Let's. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. You know, it's St. Patrick's Day, so uh, that it is. It's your your full name is Stephen B. O'Danley, right? <laughs> for today, that'll work. Yeah, Mom. for today. I think and, you got a little Irish in me. Yeah, so. yeah. My my kids do. I don't. Pure <laughs> Scottish. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So let's let's start off with a movie observation, Steve. Uh, Excellent. It's, it's technically Princess Leia month, but uh, I didn't think of anything particularly good. I mean, she does have a lot of good insults, kind of like Vader. That's uh, true. You know, you could kind of have like an insult competition between the two, especially <laughs> in episode four. <laughs> but the thing I thought of this month was Return of the Jedi, right? Okay. What is the deal with the amount of squid representation? <laughs> I mean, have you thought about this? I mean, okay, so we know that, you know, they didn't have many aliens because they didn't have the effects, and there weren't that many races because there weren't that many people of color who were acting in England in 1977, right? All true things, yeah. (laughs) But then not only do they have Akbar, who's a calamari, but then they're like, that's not enough. No, no, not enough at all. (laughs) We need Squidhead. And uh, that's my observation, that there are two separate squid-related characters. That's a good one. It has a lot more diversity. <laughs> yeah, a lot more diversity. But you get the sense that, that George was like, uh, could you develop um, something with squids? And <laughs> well, what, see, what's funny is, what is a squid doing in the middle of a desert? That's what I want to know. I mean, shouldn't... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> How is he surviving there, man? I thought they were from a water planet or something. Yeah, that's got to be a very uncomfortable <laughs> place for Squidhead. He'd be like if, you know, desert scorpion face lived in the bottom of the ocean. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyways, Very good. So, like I said, it's it's uh, St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's also is it spring break for you, Steve? I'm about a week and a half away. Woo! But, uh, spring break. Yeah. Oh, it's not <laughs> spring break for you. Yeah, no, and even when I get spring break, I still have to work. So it, it isn't really a spring break. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we we have the same alma mater, Steve, the University yes. of California, Santa Barbara. That's right. And today is also a big day 
for the Gauchos. Because uh, why, Steve? Well, they got absolutely destroyed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. I'm actually really bummed out. <laughs> so, so it's March Madness, and it's turned to March Sadness for Sky yes. and Steve. Steve, yeah. they, they, I mean, they almost won, right? It was, what, 79 to 51? If, uh, if this were cricket, that would have been, like, a really close score. Yes. Yeah, the fact is, I think they were down by, like, 30 at halftime. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Florida yeah. took it easy on them. But hey, at least they showed up, right? Yes, absolutely. It's great they actually made it two years in a row. So Yeah. So anyways, that's uh, just the beginning of our sports talk. We won't do too much. Uh, we got lots of new stuff, Steve. We've got a couple new segments. Yep. Um, we're hopefully going to be introducing some changes. There may even be a new Wampa line. Oh, man. That's this right. Me excited. Pretty exciting. All I can say is you're going to change the way you spell pocket. <laughs> I'll explain that later in the show. That's called a tease, Steve. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that sounds vaguely menacing. But uh, we, we, got a lot of Steve, we got a lot of Steve news. We got a lot of news, Steve. So uh, what do you say we, we roll into that? Let's do it. All right. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. All right, Steve. So there was lots of news. And uh, I don't know. You remember a couple months ago we had the month of two Steves? Yes, yes. Well, there's three that. Steves with you, of course. <laughs> but that was, you know, uh, Steve Sansweet leaving and Steve Hoffman coming back to the hobby. Okay. And well, then me, just me. That's all it was. <laughs> and then Steve being Steve. Right. Which, which is the thing that remains, you know. But uh, this is the month of Joe's. Yes, absolutely. And it's also the month of being rejected by Joe's. No Joe's, Steve. None on the Kivecast this month. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to make up for that at some point. How many Joes did I reach out to, Steve? I'm not sure how many exactly. How many? I reached out to two. And oh, okay. uh, one, one didn't respond, and the other's too busy. Uh, so uh, I'll just, uh, you know, it's cool. We'll, we'll catch up with them eventually. But, uh, yes. you know, I thought maybe the power of the Kivecast was growing. <laughs> and and just, just the mere mention of the name would, would you know... <laughs> But uh, uh, it'll, it'll come around. It'll come around. But we'll still talk about them, Steve, because we are, if okay. nothing, if not magnanimous. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's St. Patrick's Day. Should we start with Joe Iglesias or Joe O'Brien? I think we got to go O'Brien. Why? That, it's that time of day. It's, it's, it is that day of the year. <laughs> Wait, what day? Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Good idea, That's Steve. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, break it down. What did, uh, what did Joe bring to us this month? Oh, he's got an excellent uh, website. It's trilogo.info. And uh, I have to say, um, for someone who's not completely familiar with Trilogo's, uh, this is really, it's great. A great resource. It kind of, like he says on the website, it kind of compiles a lot of scattered information into one place. And it's uh, it's really well designed. And I know it's only going to get better as he kind of updates the uh, galleries and all that, but it's, uh, you know, yeah, it's great. I, I'd like to build on that and encourage anybody out there who knows stuff about Star Wars that I don't know that much about. Could you please make an awesome website? <laughs> I mean, is that too much to ask? I mean, you know, More you're out better. there, you know, like prototype and stuff that I know pretty well, but not that great. You know, I'm not asking too much, just carbalon.com, you know, <laughs> explanation of all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's what's exciting is I think it's a really good template, and they're going to be yeah. able to build on it. Exactly, yeah, for sure. 
And I learned and, uh, a lot. I mean, I've, I I love uh, uh, Stefan's book from Meccano to Trilogo, and there's tons of stuff in there. Yeah. But this is, you know, not a book, so it can be constantly updated. Yeah, it's it's great. I think um, I, the favorite thing I saw so far was the uh, the little special feature about the alternate photo art. And, I, you know, I, yep, you I went there about, too, Steve. That was my favorite, favorite part. That was there. your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that whole thing about the... Uh, the earlier characters having their photo art uh, altered, you know, for the the Toy Fair catalog, and kind of just using that for the Trilogo card back image. I had no idea that, that was the case. So that was really, really interesting. Right, and of course, that was brought up by Matthias Rendall. <laughs> I, just, well, I just put that in there so we could get the little ABBA break in there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and just to have the pictures of all the Trilogo art. I mean, I remember when it was all for sale, and I, I love yeah. that that Leia Hoth where she's bending over like what? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was excellent. And that the the airbrushing was done to like highlight the text. So right, if right. You can it imagine, totally makes right? sense. If yeah. you imagine the say the Jawa card back, what they pointed out was they airbrushed out the bottom so that the the, the little name tag would pop out more. So right. Yeah, it's uh, it totally makes sense when you think about it in that context. So it's really, really great. Yeah, and I mean, lots of lots of other things that you know. It's like sometimes you can see things a few times, but if it doesn't mean that much to you personally, you kind of let it slide, and it doesn't stay in your memory. I mean, I know I'd read that most of the miscards were done in France, but I didn't really remember until I reread it there. You know, yeah. that most it was mostly in the Meccano factory, a little bit in Spain. Yeah. And, and that there is a method. I mean, I guess I kind of picked that up, that there's a method to it, you know, robots yeah. on robot cards and stuff like that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. again, it's just everything there is said so clearly and so definitively. Uh, it's a great – it's almost like a, an addition to uh, Stefan's book, which I think yeah. is still available, but you should really get one. But, yeah, and then uh, anything else from the, from the site uh, really grab you? Oh, also the uh, the Maydeans story. Um, I mean, I, I knew that the Maydeans were the toughest to find, and I knew they're extremely rare. Uh, but uh, that story about the uh, the one that was listed for ninety euro that was kind of mangled, but uh, yep. I just thought it was a great little uh, tidbit there. And also, I had no idea that they were recently selling for in the seven to ten thousand dollar range. That's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... Old, uh, old mate Dean, man, that's, that's great. Um, we're going to have to wait like 57 weeks, but we should save that for our market yeah. watch for when mate Dean comes up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I, uh, if I were to match my hair from high school with my beard as an adult, I would be pretty you, much a dead you, ringer for um, mate Dean. <laughs> and right. yes, that's right, ladies, I'm sorry, I'm married. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I think probably my favorite single piece on there. Did you did you happen to catch the um, the yak face with the KB sticker? No, no, I haven't seen that yet. It's really cool because there's a one of the features again. So the way the site's lined up is they have the matrix of all the different card backs and all the bubbles, and you kind of lose me on that. I I dig it, but I don't care about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a really stupid sentence. Uh, <laughs> I dig it, but I'm not fully hep to it. You know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so they they have features in addition to the sort of standard figure matrices, yeah. and uh, one of them was on KB Toys, which wow. we've actually been talking about a fair amount. Steve, you haven't had a chance to check that out? Not not that part yet. No. Well, basically, it talks about how they imported a lot of the overstock 
into KB, as you know, because you used to go to like Cumbre Mall and, and that's right. <laughs> so what they have there is the the yak face with a new figure, one pound fifty nine pence, with uh, a KB sticker at the same time. There we go. And so that's huh. further proof, or well, I guess maybe the first proof that yak face was sold in America at some point. At some point, yeah. Yeah, so, man, that's just the beginning. And, uh, you there, Steve? Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Hello? Yeah, your audio just got better. Oh, strange. You're welcome, audience. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's just the beginning. And, and what Joe said was, you know, he, he's working really hard. I don't really know what he does for a living. I, 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 he's probably like a droid torturer, right? Oh, by the way, Steve, did you see that on uh, on the Clone Wars? You don't watch that. You don't have a five-year-old. But uh, they, they have an AT-8 that's like fully torturing droids. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that's, it's, it's not magic. just that one. It's all AT-8s. <laughs> okay. Great but, to know. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on to the next uh, the next Joe in our <laughs> in our month of no Joes. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the titles I'm, I'm flirting with for this month. <laughs> to Joe, no Joe. There you go. And that's with what popped up literally while we were recording last month's Kivecast. What's that, Steve? Mos Iglesias. Yes. The Bootleg yeah. Museum. The Bootleg <laughs> Museum. And uh, this is a collection that's so good that it makes me embarrassed that I kind of put – that I called my – toys a museum it's like maybe it's like the the true traveling exhibit i was gonna say you're about to you're, you're back into the traveling exhibition yeah now, maybe Scott. like the true gallery or there you uh, go uh yeah the true trophy case yeah. but yeah so that's joey glacius who's long been known as as one of the uh what did, what did i call them in an earlier episode uh bootleg overlords Is yeah Bootleg Mafia, um, yeah. I'd say Bootleg Extraordinaire. Bootleg um, Extraordinaire. And we all knew he had a, a crazy collection. We knew he had a bunch of one-of-a-kind stuff. But uh, he he dropped this limelight. And, uh, I mean, Steve, we were on the – after we, we hit stop on the recorder, we just talked for like what, 20 minutes looking yes, at pictures. Like <laughs> yeah, so, about- uh, scroll down scroll down to the fourth one. Check that out. You ever seen that before? Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's about how it went. <laughs> a lot more profanities, but... Uh, right, just kind of strings of just... Oh, I don't know. You can't even... <laughs> I think it's probably what a lot of people felt going through it. Yeah, but it's great because, uh, you know, it was featured on, on StarWars.com's blog, thanks to Pete Vilmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... I mean, bootlegs... To be honest, it seems as though bootlegs have been in kind of a rut the last couple of years as far as the market goes. But uh, right. I think this could single-handedly kickstart the entire hobby because there's so much stuff that just – I mean, what? Where did that come from? Yeah. Where did that come from? You know, and yeah. it's so fun and yeah. – Yeah, it's amazing. So, Steve, I don't know how to make sense of this or how to report it, right, <laughs> besides saying Joe has a great collection. So <laughs> – what I was thinking was we could just kind of do sort of like we did with the Trilogo thing. You know, let's just pick out a few items to talk about and, and kind okay. of chat about them and, and why they draw our interest or if we'd ever seen right. them before. Sure. And uh, I was thinking we could maybe even segue that into a little bit of a, uh, a vintage vocab. 
Okay. Because there's a lot of vocab with bootleg stuff that people don't yeah. know. Like, yeah, like I was a... thinking MT and uh, first gen, second gen, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So what's uh, what's the first thing that kind of uh, jumped out at you beyond the entire awesomeness? <laughs> I think you had pointed out to me there was a – God, I'm trying to find it again now. But there was a, a Mexican uh, little three-pack. It was in a little plastic bag that had, I think, three different B-Wing pilots in it. Oh, man. When I saw that, Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I just thought, man, this is perfect. It's like a little army of, of B-Wing pilots. And <laughs> who knows what they actually would drive in Mexico because I don't know. Do you know if the B-Wing was available in Mexico at any time? I don't know. You know who we should ask? We should ask Steve because he's the B-Wing expert. <laughs> <laughs> only only domestic. Domestic. Only domestic. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a good question. If you know that, uh, email uh, the, the Kivecast, uh, uh, kivecast <laughs> at gmail.com or call the Wampa line. I'll give you the number later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's got three B-Wings. Three B-wing pilots inside of one baggie, and yeah. uh, I saw that. And I think if there is a collecting god, Steve, you will wind up with that eventually. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think it may be in its final resting place there, which is well deserved because I it, just the the sheer breadth of it. I can't even now. Nah, it doesn't even touch. <laughs> yeah, it's well, there. maybe you'll get a different one. I don't know what, <laughs> but uh, it's got everything that matters to you. You know, it's ugly. You know, you like your yes. deformed figures, and it's yep. B-Wing pilot. It is the, the best of both worlds. And, and so. you used to go to Mexico for your job, I did. Right? I, I did, exactly. I used to import stuff from Mexico. It really is the... Uh... <laughs> oh, and, and I, in case the feds are listening, it really was like stuff, like chairs and stuff. Like, chairs, yes. Yeah. Yes. Wink. Yeah, it was just chairs <laughs> and like couches and like old <laughs> mirrors. You know what I'm saying? Nudge, nudge. Yeah. Also, uh, large iguanas. <laughs> yes, large iguanas with uh, opium in their stomachs. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So we, it, it, we it, digress. <laughs> we digress. But it fits everything, Steve. Yeah. It's ugly. It's B-wing. It's Mexican. Yes. It's, but uh, hopefully, we'll find another one. But yeah, I think as far as as far as I'm concerned, you know, the the things that that I love, you know, there's a couple of Chewbacca things that interest me. But really, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but the Tomland Raiders. Uh, yeah. So you can just look uh, in in Joe's post, and I'd say it's a, almost towards the bottom. The, it says above it, um, right side of back wall, Tomland eight inch and three and three quarters figures. So Tomland, uh, the Star Raiders, were some of these knockoffs. Um, much like the Arcos that you see. They aren't quite bootlegs because they weren't copying the actual figures. And a lot of them, like these two, were actually made before Kenner made figures. Okay. And uh, the Star Raider, uh, it's Flash, is the name of of Chewbacca's figure. And you can see him (laughs) sort of four in. And he's got yellow tights. uh, He's got a brown cape and a little yellow tie. (laughs) <laughs> and he's carded. Now, I have a loose one, and the loose one I got came with <laughs> the wrong accessories. Oh, no. So the one that I have, he's wearing, like, this burlap pair of shorts. So <laughs> and he's got two left hands. Um, oh, that's awesome. But oh. uh, it's just great because it's it's a really good figure, and it's uh, I believe it's British. Um, and, again, <laughs> it's just that, that weird no-man's land of – 
pre-Kenner Star Wars toys. Those have to be some of the strangest ones I've ever seen. Yeah, just awesome stuff. And I've never seen more than one at at once. And then he's got the full line. The lineup right there. That's amazing. All the way through. And, you know, I just said everything I know about them, which isn't much. So uh, I look forward to learning more. Yeah, Steve. So I I just, I love those, uh, the Tomlin Raiders. I mean, there's so much there that uh, it's it's almost unfair just to take one or two things. I also love the, the model tram Death Star. Did you see that, Steve? Yeah, that thing is just insane. <laughs> it's just insane. So if you look at it, so it's made out of solid metal. And, I mean, it's it's <laughs> lead. And we may get to that in the vintage vocab. But uh, it's just this big square, and it says Base Lunar. And uh, it's just <laughs> outstanding to think about this giant hunk of Brazilian lead. And, uh, whoa. Wait, Steve. Oh, no. Do you hear that? I hear something. Oh, no. How can it be? Again? I, I think I hear it. I think now it's Lobart. The Lobart. Bart? 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 To the windows! To the back! To the back! Till the sweat drops off John Hoss's head. Till I find that 41 back. 41 back. I'm back! <laughs> oh, what's up, Bart? <laughs> hey, hey. How's may, it going, guys? We may need to work on a, on a better opening line than I'm back. <laughs> Isn't that uh, Poltergeist? I mean, what was that? <laughs> yeah, Poltergeist. That's right, Bart. <laughs> so, yeah, man, we're just uh, we're just here talking about the uh, about the, the crazy Mos Iglesias limelight, which... Uh, wow, what a treasure trove. Yeah, and, you know, hey, that's in Providence. So next time we go to visit Amos, we'll just have to... Bingo. Take a take a dip on down there. Maybe get a couple tattoos. <laughs> L- Lobart is my brother, tattooed across my chest. <clears throat> so yeah, Bart. So I I kind of wanted to get your input on this too, because you know you're not a, a super hardcore collector of vintage stuff. You know you, you know a lot, but it's not sort of your your milieu, so to speak. So uh, what 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 grabbed you about this? What are your thoughts about this uh, this crazy limelight? Oh man, it's well. First of all, just the size is outstanding. I mean, I just love the fact that it's all together. Yeah. It's really fun. I think the piece that I saw is these two speeders. Um, what, I mean, where, what were they? They were trim. They're sitting on their funky boxes. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I, I was just talking about right before you, right before you, uh, right before you invaded our, our space. So it was uh, right next to the model trim Death Star, right? Yep. The uh, let's see, what are they? Trem vehicles and the MT Death Star. Yeah. So next next to them with a, that cool like triangular wing system thing. I don't know. Right. You know, it's funny, Bart, because that was exactly where we were going with the uh, with the vintage vocab. So let's talk a little bit about MTs, Steve. Shall we? All right. All right, Bart. So uh, you're interested in in MTs, huh? You bet. So do you know what MT stands for, Bart? Absolutely not. All right. See, what what does MT stand for? Because if you're like a new person looking at this amazing collection and you see MT spaceships, (laughs) what does it all mean? Well, they were the model trim uh, line of bootlegs from Brazil. Um, a model and, uh, trim, so that's what the MT stands for, right? And 
they were as we were talking about these mainly made out of lead, <laughs> which I'm wondering how those boxes even held up. <laughs> the, I, don't, the I don't think they usually the do. Yeah, usually yeah. when they when they, they ship them separately. Okay, it's uh, it's yeah they had a bunch of different figures um, and uh, get kind of strangely deformed metal casts of vintage figures. They they weigh a lot. They're so interesting because of all the paint that's done on them. And uh, I think it's the one bootleg that I, I never owned that I always kind of wish I did. Um, and uh, you know it's you just gotta wear. Wear gloves when and don't stick them in your mouth. So. Right, yeah, definitely don't <laughs> let the kids play with them. So that, yeah. that's that's uh, that's really cool, uh, Bart. You're still there, right? Yeah, I am. I I, I didn't realize that if you uh, normally you're worried about the lead paint, this way you're actually lo- worried about the actual figure. It's like no, the paint's good; it protects you <laughs> from paint. Fine, yeah, it's, <laughs> right. It's the, Six pound action figure that you have to stuff in your pants while you're trying to run with. <laughs> what? These things are so heavy. Why uh, would you I, put I, them I, in your pants? Well, if you're a kid and you had your action oh, figure. Oh, right. Okay. I got you. Okay. If you're a kid, <clears throat> got you. Yeah. So it, it's, it's funny, Bart. You can tell that we're brothers because the thing that I loved was the Death Star next to it, just the, the lunar base. Uh. And, uh, I mean, can you imagine how much that thing weighs? It's pure lead. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, apparently that their whole uh their whole operation was more or less shot shut down later in the 80s when uh, Glass Lead came around. But eventually, right. Steve, we're going to take a vintage world tour all the way out to uh to Brazil. That would be great. <laughs> but uh that's, you know, first do we even know any collectors in Brazil? Do you? I don't myself. No. I, mean, I know um, one who sold me the Uze. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Anyways. I know some Playmobil collectors in there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, you know, and Bart, did you see all of the, uh, all of the Arco, uh, play kids? Because, uh, Joe also has the complete collection of Arco space kids. Wow. No, so, I have not uh, seen it. Yet. So, so click on where it says it's right, uh, right below the Tomlin where you just looked the space war figure set. So, Bart, you've seen mine of this, the, the Chewbacca. Yeah. But uh, this is another one of these knockoffs. And we might as well keep this in the vintage vocab as to what a Arco is. And uh, it, was, it came out in 1977 right along with the movies. And this is the only known complete set of Arco figures. Wow. They're made in New York City. And uh, you see some of them are released in Woolworth. So they have the Woolworth sticker. Very cool. No, Steve, it's not cool. Because now <laughs> the one that I have is now half of all the ones I gotta own, and uh, and the one that I have actually, uh, I I bid against somebody named Joe Iglesias, and I wound up paying three times what it's worth, <laughs> which is the big lesson: do not bid against, against Joe Iglesias. Joe. Yeah. One of two things happen: you lose your money, or he loses his money. Either way. Joe's pissed. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Bart, as a Playmobil collector, I think you can appreciate these things because uh, I'm pretty sure they were going for a cross between Playmobil and Star Wars. Uh, especially that Luke right there in the middle. And that's the only known carded Luke. So wow. stare at it in awe, boys. <laughs> Drink it in. Drink it in. Yeah. 
So awesome. And anything else from the, uh, from the crazy limelight to draw your attention there, Lobart? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just pouring over it. Just, it's great to see this. Uh, I mean, all these detailed, big, juicy pictures. It's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be sort of, it'll take many, many months to, to, to process it all. But, uh, oh, and Hey, thanks for, for cleaning up our blog, Bart. Since, since we got you here for a little bit, uh, we, we gave you props on the last episode, but you can now leave comments. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, jam along. Pretty exciting, and uh, we have a new Wampa line, but uh, I'm I'm teasing that number. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the hint is you have a new way to spell the word pocket. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's where you can put your your uh, model trims. Your your <laughs> ten pound lead figure. <laughs> uh, oh, any uh, any progress on how many people are? Downloading the Kivecast? Any numbers, Lobart? Uh, I have a couple numbers, actually. What? I don't know. I do. Um, hey, Sky, in post-production, can you put, like, a, a drum roll? Yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and do that right now. Okay, thanks. <laughs> now, this is not including the 13th, which is not quite turned on yet or not working. So okay. I still I still have to work on, you know, with you on the, the last one. But... Since we started trying to track, which okay. was Jan- January 20th, okay, we've had 261 uh, interactions with the podcast of some sort. So, Inter- 261 sweet. interactions of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Isn't that that's awesome? great. <laughs> wow. Got to have a. Qu- you got to be able to quantify it somehow. That's, that's great. Man. That's pretty good, man. That's higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, there's. I mean, it goes back to um, it goes back to the fourth episode. Um, some twenty. Uh, there's a twenty five, twenty six views here and there. So, it's wow. pretty sweet. Yeah. Wow. Well, to the two hundred and sixty one of you that are interacting in some way with this podcast, thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> thank you. And. Wow. Uh, I know. I have to keep it. Uh, we'll just quantify it that way. Why? Right now. Because it's like it's not the same people, right? No, no, not no. <laughs> That's not. individual it, people, right? Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is a number of some sort. It's just I don't know exactly how to define it. So. Right. Well, You're that, working on that formula. That's just, yep. Yeah, that's fine. I, I think we can make up the T-shirts now. Over 261 <laughs> people interacting in some way with the Star Wars Collectors Archive podcast. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's great! Go. All right, well, awesome, Lobart. Well, you just—you uh, apparently just finished up your uh, St. Patrick's Day meal, so I imagine you have some uh, some dishes to do. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, sounds good. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on, and thanks for uh, doing your your Lobartly duties. That's Excellent good to hear from you, Bart. Yeah, yeah you too, Steve. All right, talk soon, Bart. Peace. All right, that's awesome. Always checking in with Lobart. Excellent. Uh, but was the number higher or lower than you expected? It was higher. I mean, I, I was thinking about it in terms of how many people uh, would come up to us at Celebration 5 in one sense, and then the people on the forums like, oh, that's a, it's a decent crowd, but yeah. 261, that's that's a lot more than I was expecting, so that's yeah, great. Well, well, hey, all 261 of you, you have a job. Go out there, spread the word of Kivecast, <laughs> you know, build, build this hobby, or, or at least don't stop downloading. Let's maybe we should start start modestly that way. <laughs> that, that works. But uh, yeah, that, that was good. I think you know we'll we'll hopefully get back. I th- 
I predict we'll have interviews with both Joes within the next five months. So I'm not going to despair there. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to disparage them. Everyone's very no. busy. No, no. But uh, you know, let, let me see if I can hammer out a segue here. Boy, I guess Bart <laughs> just had St. Patrick's Day uh, dinner, didn't he, Steve? <laughs> yes, that he did. Well, then why don't we have a nugget from the archive from ye old Ireland? Sounds great. Oh, thank you. That was a much better Irish accent. (laughs) (laughs) Tis a nugget from the archive. Tis a nugget. Oh, my God, they're gorgeous. From the archive. So, so Steve, when I say Irish Star Wars memorabilia, does anything come to mind? There's only one thing. <laughs> There's only one thing. <laughs> no, it's... Uh... It's one more than Scotland has, so I'm a little bit bitter. <laughs> I don't think that Wales has any Scottish... has any uh, uh, specific Star Wars stuff. So Ireland, I guess, should be proud. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, but... Um, so we were talking about the Space Figures 3-pack from right. Uh, Ireland. Right. So what they, what they did here, and this is – we'll include a link here. Once again, it's the inimitable Ron Salvatore. And uh, I actually had a chance to see this in person. Oh, cool. And it is as rinky-dink as it looks. Um, <laughs> what what – I mean what they did was they took basically overstock figures – and then they made their own bootleg packaging. <laughs> so it's not really bootleg. It's not really licensed. It's kind of a yeah. mixture of the three. Yeah. That's, uh, but they, see, what I liked about these is uh, how they kind of matched them with the right figures. You know, it's like right. you have your, your bounty hunters, you have your cantina guys. It all makes sense in a weird way. <laughs> right. So the, the one that we're looking at here... Uh, just to let's see if I can give a description of the card. So there's three fragile bubbles in the middle of a cheap uh, cardboard figure with the old, like, uh, trying to be futuristic, uh, you know, uh, Apple IIe typeface. It <laughs> yeah. says space figures. Again, Couldn't be any generic. more uh, yeah, generic. <laughs> and then special offer written twice. I don't know what the offer was. That's a good question. Um Maybe it's the fact that you could actually get three. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> special. And then underneath yeah. it says, Figures made in Macau, packed in Ireland. Oh, uh, that's great. Yeah, that's, it's, it's pretty, pretty righteous. Um, and so these three are IG-88, Old Harry Headwound, Dengar, <laughs> and Boba Fett. Yeah. And what's, you know, what you said is true, how they, they tended to pack them together but this created a fair amount of controversy have you heard about that steve no no yeah please explain well a lot of people doubt the validity of several of the three packs that are out there ah. because they're very easy to swap like if you wanted to oh i see they're made you in could... such a way they're just sort of stapled if you look at it you can kind of um, just take your hands and ply open the cardboard. The sides of it. Oh, okay, I got you. Right. So in theory, um, that could have been Bosk, and someone uh-huh. could have just said, "Oh, I'll replace Bosk with Boba Fett," Ooh. thereby upping the value. Now, this one in particular, Ron explained the providence to me, and 
it sounded like when he got it, you know, uh, there's no way it would have been fake just just yeah. by by virtue of where he got it. I don't remember all the stories specifically, but um, some of them have been called into question. Okay, do you know about how many there are out there? I mean, I've I've seen this one before, but I, I've never looked in to see how many actually exist. I don't know. They're really rare, and uh, okay. maybe I, guess I figured so. Yeah. I mean, if you know the answer to this, kivecast at gmail.com, C-H-I-V-E-C-A-S-T at gmail.com, or you can call the Wampa line, um, which I'll tell you about later. <laughs> Is it driving you crazy, Steve, the anticipation? It's it's getting to me, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's getting <laughs> to you. Um, yeah, so it's it's just a the Irish thing, and... Uh, I don't know, Steve. You know now they tell kids that leprechauns come at night and give you stuff? <laughs> Did you know that? Did they do that when you were a kid? Uh, sort of. I, I got I got more of the fearful, like, lesson about leprechauns is they cause trouble and they'll, they'll steal stuff from you. Exactly. Not, not, not give. Not give. <laughs> right. But, but not, not for my kids. Like, my kids came home from school today and they were like, what did the leprechaun bring us? I'm like, listen, you got Santa... You got the Tooth Fairy. You got the Easter Bunny. How many more people in your invisible menagerie of made-up characters do you need to bring you candy and toys? Yeah, see, I think I was jaded because when I was first learning about leprechauns is right when those leprechaun horror movies were coming out. Oh, and yes. I remember seeing the posters everywhere and just being, oh, my God, that's what a leprechaun looks like? Right, like, like Leprechaun 4 in the hood. And, and <laughs> I believe right. there's a connection there, Steve, right? Isn't Warwick Davis the leprechaun? I think you may be right about that. I'm there gonna, we go. I'm going to look that up, Steve. I'm going to look <laughs> it up. Uh, Warwick Davis, Leprechaun. Oh, thank you. Google autospell because there's no way I would have known how to spell Leprechaun. <laughs> yep, he is. Wow. Uh, that is something. So Wicked. You go from Wicked to Leprechaun. I, I just. <laughs> yeah. What wow. happened to him? <laughs> wow, see, this is radio magic, dude. Right here. You know, this is real improv. Just chatting. And, and here we come up with this great connection. There is an Irish Star Wars figure. Wicked. <laughs> Wicked. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So anyways, that's our, our nugget from the archive. The, uh, the space figure three-pack. Uh, Steve, one thing's been missing from our whole special on Princess Leia. <laughs> it's Princess Leia? <laughs> yes. Once again, the poor girl figure gets the shaft. And yeah, it is unfortunate. That was a regrettable <laughs> choice of words. But let's move on from that, Steve. Uh, I mean, I love Princess Leia. I love the original Princess Leia in particular. Uh, I mean, I, I would make the argument that it's the most iconic silhouette in Star Wars. I yeah, mean, that's, that's a good point. You got Yoda's ears. You got Vader's helmet. But those two buns, I mean, if you just ever need to just instantly pantomime Star Wars... That's all you got to do. Yeah, you yeah. just put your hands on the side of your head, and it's, oh, Princess Leia, you know? Yep. You know, we all like Carrie Fisher, but uh, there's not that much... It's not like Luke Farm Boy. It's not like a lot of the other figures where there's a lot of different places you can go. It's not that loved of a figure, I found, right. Steve. Did you notice that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... What's crazy, there's so much great stuff related to the figure out there, but it... it doesn't get the same uh, attention. That's true. Or I mean, it used to. I mean, uh, it, without without a doubt, probably the finest proof run ever collected in the yes. history of Star Wars. Was yeah, absolutely. Princess Leia run by 
Kellerman. Right, by John Kellerman. So that was the run that more or less established to all collectors what a proof run should look like. He yeah. had everything. And if you don't have John Kellerman's book, the second, the second edition is coming out eventually. And uh, we'll have to see when that comes out. It's going to be worth the wait, though. And, Absolutely. Uh, and it has most of the pictures of that. And that run, tragically, has been split up. And little pieces of it are here and there. And it's almost like, you know, Russia breaking up. And you got Belarus and you got uh, all these little countries that can't quite (laughs) win in the Olympics, you know. (laughs) Not not with the combined strength of the the USSR. (laughs) Steve, I'm I'm lost out here. I think I just somehow supported Stalin. Can you can you save me from this? Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have to figure it out. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you traitor. You traitor. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but uh, let's, you know, let's, why don't we get our, uh, an interview with a collector? Let's yak to the face. Yakety yak, yakety yak, please. Yakety yak, yakety yak, please. Yak, yak, yak to my face. Yakety yak. Don't know that. All right, we're here with uh, Bruce. How you doing, Bruce? I'm doing good. All right, well, if, if you guys don't know who Bruce is, it's Bruce W. Uh, on the Rebel Scum forums. And he's, uh, he's a triple threat, at least, I figure. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a collector. He collects Leia. That's why we're, we're featuring him today. He's uh, an artist. He makes amazing uh, velvet paintings of science fiction in general and vintage Star Wars imagery in specific. Uh, you can go to his website. It's velvetgeek.com. Right, Bruce? That's right. Yeah, velvetgeek.com. You should go and check that out. And I suppose the third threat is you have tattoos or you do tattoos or something with tattoos. I'm not too hip like that. Uh, actually, both. I mean, I, I'm a tattoo artist and I have tattoos. Um, my entire left arm is all Star Wars imagery. Okay. You know? Yeah. Are, are you any other kinds of threats or just those three, Bruce? I think it's just those three, I hope. <laughs> well, that's good. Normally we have, you know, a three-threat limit, so. <laughs> okay. I'll try not to go over. Let me know. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let, let's start off with, with the Leia. Um, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I when I was trying to think of who collects Leia, it seemed to me that almost everyone I thought of kind of got out of it. Um, the most famous was John Kellerman's Proof Run, which... Right. If you don't have Kellerman's book, you can get the second edition, and you can just see his complete proof run. And uh, you know, Ron Salvatore has a lot of great pieces, but he's never called it a focus. But uh, your, your name was the first that came to mind. So, so why why do you collect Leia? Um, honestly, well, I mean, it, it all goes back to you know when I first saw Star Wars when I was a kid, and you know, I was like eight years old. And you know, and with Leia being the only, you know, only girl in this you know, boys' movie, then right, you know, <laughs> she becomes like you know, the princess, the damsel in distress, and the, you know, she just becomes the, you know, object of your desire in a way, because you know, <laughs> you know I mean, honestly, when I was eight, I wanted to marry Princess Leia. Right, I, mean, I did. I, you know, I just you know. I wanted pawn the land, the Millennium Falcon, and the cornfield next to my house, and you know, take me away from the and go go marry Princess Leia. It'd be awesome. Yeah, but of can. course, you know, you know, it's all—it's just a movie, and I knew that, and I, you know, 
I knew that Carrie Fisher was not really Princess Leia. So. Right. Well, <laughs> but, well, well, watch out, Bruce. You're becoming a fourth threat, a romantic. But, oh. uh, <laughs> good, going to start writing Uh-oh. sonnets here. <laughs> right, right. And uh, another thing, well, another reason I think is why I have the way of focus is because that was the first figure that I got as a kid. Uh-oh. And I was trying to remember if, I don't think I picked it out. I think somebody gave it to me. It might have been for my birthday or something. Because I think when this, this was, I guess, what, in 78, when they all first came out? Yeah, yeah, um, I think I probably got it for my birthday that year, maybe, which was, would be in July. And probably the reason I got her is because, I guess, um, I mean, the other figures, when they first came out, they were harder to find, I guess, you know, Luke and Vader and everything. And so, right. So I ended up with Princess Leia, and I thought it was awesome. You know, it was the only <laughs> Star Wars, it was the only Star Wars figure I had, and I'd been begging my parents incessantly, you know, ever since I'd seen the movie, for these toys. And so when I finally got one, it was just Princess Leia, the only Star Wars toy I had, and so immediately I just, you know, she became like, you know, just the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. It was Star Wars and it was a twin of mine, you know. And um and yeah, I had quite a few adventures for a few weeks before I got any other you know, <laughs> any other action figures. I mean, she moved into the Fisher Price family A frame house, you know, and you know, she was kinda hanging out and, and fighting all the eight inch Mugo figures or you know, I just yeah, it, it was yeah, I was quite imaginative. Did did, did you do any, like, play marriage ceremonies, or? (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. Probably, I think maybe when uh, I probably finally got the Luke Farnboy figure, they might have made out. I don't remember. Right. (laughs) Of course, this was before Jedi, so I didn't know they were brothers and sisters. Of course, of course, you know. Yeah. uh... I don't even think George did, but. (laughs) No, yeah, it was was all Uh, pure innocence. Yeah, you were totally safe at that point. (laughs) Right. And so you do, do you you don't just focus on the the Leia with the the white robes. You you focus on every iteration of Leia, or how how is your focus developing? Um, it, well, it 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 kind of grew out of frustration with with my collecting and what I was doing because there was no focus. You know, I was just buying like all this stuff and. And I finally got to a point where it's just like I realized it was out of control, and there was no real focus going on. And I already had a couple of of carded layers. I had like you know Leia and Endor Poncho, and you know Bosch Leia, and uh, I think maybe a Hoth Leia at that point. And so I kind of had to take a step back and go, okay, what do I really, really like about about collecting this stuff? Because you know it it can get out of hand. And, you know, yes, you can, again. Space, you can run out of space. You can run out of money. I mean, you know, it, you really have to kind of. And so, I looking. One of the great things about Rebel Scum is looking at other people's collections and looking at their focuses and realizing that you don't have to have everything that was made. No. You know, back in the day to have a good collection. So, I was, so I kind of went, hmm. I think that I'm going to do a layer focus. And so that's how it, it kind of started, because I already had a few. And so then I bought, I think, you know, a couple months later, I bought a 20-back Leia, the, you know, in the white robes. And then it kind of just started from there. And, and throughout doing it, I was, I was just like, well, I don't want to do a run of just original Leia, which, which I think that's cool. 
right. that people do that because I really like the character, not just that one figure. Right. So it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna just go for just offerless, you know, carded lay. Well, yeah, I mean that's that way. That way, it kind of there's no real finite into it. I mean, there well there is, but I mean there's still a lot of stuff out there that I don't have. But um, which which kind of can be kind of dangerous. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really kind of the most of the stuff that I'm really chasing right now is just more foreign to U.S. So and it, they kind of luckily they don't come up all, all that often, so I can right. get to kind of space out my purchases so it doesn't it doesn't get out of control. Right. Well, I'm I'm thinking it's pretty funny that you're looking to focus, you know, to really pare down, and you you picked a figure and it has what five different versions of it. So yeah, <laughs> you, you're still able to get around it. I know I know Steve and I we have the same problem. We just collect one figure. You know, it's not like there's you know B wing skiff guard outfit or anything. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Although, hey, you know, Steve, I think we finally found the thing that Jared can do for uh, for the episode. If you can whip up a, a B-Wing skiff guard outfit, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, – you know, I was also thinking there's no good name for Princess Leia original, right? Like there's Farm Boy Luke. I mean can, can we do better than that, guys? What do you think? Yeah, I was, it's funny. I was talking to, to uh, Lee Bullock at Celebration 5. I was like, do you call her – Original Leia, or or what? What do you call it? Because you know, to Princess Leia Organa, you know, just it's just a mouthful, right? Um, and, <laughs> and and Lee was like, well, original Leia or White Leia? I mean, and everybody knows what you're talking about. I was like, right. oh yeah, well yeah, that's true. So, so I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess original Leia. I, mean, I, I don't know. How about the, how about the, how about Cinnabon Leia? Cinnabon, <laughs> there you right? Go. Because Farm Boy, it just it just rolls off the tongue, and Cinnabon <laughs> that rolls right off the tongue too. Cinnabon, oh, that's awesome! Oh my God. Yeah. Anyways, we'll just uh, we'll see if we can get that to take. If uh, and maybe we will even wind up with some uh, sponsors later. <laughs> right. The other thing, Bruce, uh, I really like the. Whatever. Yeah, I really like the name you gave your your collection, Bruce. You you sent that in an email to me, and you call it the. The Princess Leia organization, and I just thought that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We're gonna include a link to your to your focus uh, on the show notes, and uh, it is it is just a very nice a nice uh, layout. Now I'm gonna ask another controversial question here, and I don't okay. mean to to turn off any uh, female listeners that we may have, but I don't think we have any. Uh, so so what do you feel is Leia at her prettiest? Um. Of, of of her many many outfits and disguises, or is this question too stupid, Steve? <laughs> no, let it. Are you, are you talking us. about? Are, wait, are you talking about the figure or in the movie? I, I either way. Either way. Hmm. Um. And there is a right answer to this, by the way. So I'll I'll wait and see if you get it. Leia <laughs> <laughs> at her prettiest. Okay. Um. Hmm. I guess uh, the prettiest figure is the original one. All right. Um, her in the movies, I guess. The, I guess the go-to answer is going to be the Leia in the in you know Jabba's palace and the slave outfit. All right, that, all right. That, that's incorrect, Steve. What's your answer? <laughs> well, see, so, yeah, I knew that that one was going to be incorrect by sky standards. So yes. I, I figured I was going to choose. I'd go with the original, the first movie. That's that's what I think. That is also incorrect. The correct answer oh. is Hoth outfit. 
Please, yes. please explain, please. Oh, just <laughs> yeah, that, man. She, I, I don't know. Just something about that. Maybe it's because you know I grew up in the cold, unlike you guys. So I, just, you like the parka and the yeah. Okay. I like the parka, and particularly in the uh, the, the tri logo photo art. You know, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right there to okay. me, that that's her most becoming because that's kind of like her spirit. You know, like the kind of like the feisty and the angry and. Anyways, <laughs> but but thanks for playing, guys. You'll get the home version. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's 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 been a nice long day here, but uh, well, what's um? I mean, maybe we should uh, let's see, because okay, so we've we've addressed the the threat of you as a collector. Uh, I don't know if I even know what questions to ask as far as tattoo stuff goes. Steve, are you a tattoo questioner? <laughs> um, I was just gonna ask. Uh, I, I is any of your stuff in the the force in the flesh? Yes, it is. Awesome. Yeah, that's that, great. yeah, that's that's how um. That's how I know Shane, or how I, well, quote-unquote, met him, you know, online mm-hmm. originally, because when I first joined the forum, oh, this was like 2002 or something, my original um, forum name was Tattoo Jedi. Was not oh, okay. That, oh, I that's, remember that. That's right. That's okay. Yeah. You know, I was wondering. It's all making sense now. <laughs> I was like, what happened to that guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought there was a tattoo, yeah, that collected Leia. I'm like, oh, hey, it's Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah, I actually, I just, I did a modification a couple of years ago. I was, it became Bruce Tattoo Jedi for a little while, and then I switched over to my, you know, Bruce W, you know, Bruce White. Makes sense. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, when I originally joined, um, Shane sent me a, sent me an email saying, "It's like, oh, you know, do you do you like tattoos? Do you do tattoos? You know, I have this, you know." He told me about his website, tattoosandtoys.com, dot com, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" He's like, "Well, you know, I'm a tattoo artist, and blah blah blah." And he was like, "Oh, you should check out my website." And then, and then uh, later, when he started getting the Force and the Flesh together, he you know, he sent me the information, asked me if I had done any Star Wars tattoos or if I had Star Wars. And I would say, "Yes, I, I have Star Wars tattoos. And I've done Star Wars tattoos. I would love to be in this book." And so it kind of developed from there. And because uh, so we've been bouncing emails for I guess like six or seven years probably before I actually met him at, in Florida at Celebration Five. That was the first time I actually met met him and got to like thank him for you know putting me in this book. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Right, and That's then that, and then that segued into you getting to go to the uh, the Edmonton Toy Show. Yeah, so. yeah, it did. <laughs> Wow, that's great. Um, another nice thing, um, Steve mentioned to me, Bruce, that, that you wanted to correct us on our, or at least answer our question about Burger Chef from last uh, last month. So, so what's what's the real scoop on Burger Chef? Uh, apparently, well, I thought that Burger Chef and Burger King were kind of like the same company, right? Um, you know, kind of like you know, Hardee's. We have Hardee's out Jr. here, and Carl's yeah, yeah. Jr. out left. But actually, it's it's. Burger Chef and Burger King were two completely different companies, huh. apparently. Um, it was the, the guys that started Burger Chef had some sort of restaurant manufacturing company where they, you know, made restaurant equipment, and they made the original, like, boiler, you know, kitchen equipment for Burger King, and then decided, huh, maybe we should, you know, <laughs> start this fast food company. And so they start these guys that made their Burger King's Broiler started their own company and called it Burger Chef. And so, yeah, it was two com- completely different companies. I didn't really realize that until I actually just, you know, just Googled huh. it and just, just found out. But, uh, well, like, yeah, because I was under the impression they were the same company. But, but well, then, then thank you for being our, uh, our research assistant on that one. <laughs> oh, no problem. No problem. 
Now, beyond being a Leia collector and a, a hamburger researcher, I feel like I know you best as a black velvet Star Wars artist. So maybe we could, uh, we could talk a little bit about that. Once again, the, the site is velvetgeek.com. So how long does it take you to make one of those? Um, the velvet paintings, they generally take anywhere from like 10 to 15 hours, depending on exactly what it is. I mean, mm. the quickest one I've ever done has been about five hours. Gotcha. Um, yeah, not including prep time, because I have to, like, I have to yeah, buy the velvet and stretch it and uh, get it all ready to actually paint on. But, uh, it, yeah, it usually, it, it takes a lot of layering, and I'll, I'll work on it for a few hours, and then I like, put it aside and then come back to it a few days later and work on it some more. So, so yeah, it's definitely not something I do in just one shot. It's just, it takes yeah. some time. Yeah, you've got some really great work. Uh, I just kind of spent some time looking over the stuff you've you posted online. It just... It's something I've never actually seen a velvet painting in person before, so it's it's such a unique format. More visually interesting in person because you really get that reflective quality of the paint. You know, when you when you see it in person, I mean, they they photograph well, but you, it's still when, when you have it in front of you, it's a little it's a little more impressive because your, yeah, your eye just kind of bounces around. You know, it doesn't quite know where to land. It's, um, now, now, I've got, I've got kind of a, a stupid question here, but uh, what's the relationship between velvet paintings and blacklight images? Are they usually blacklight, or, or am I? Is it just they're both seventies and that's it? I, I think it's just because it's both seventies. Okay. I, I really, yeah, I really don't know quite the. But no, it's it's awesome. I mean, we we I you know we try to have artists on here a fair amount. You know, we had Bill Cable on here and. Uh, it, what's just really great is how you take the vintage imagery and you use that as the basis. And I think it really uh, it speaks to how iconic the images are and also just how much space there is to play. I mean, even uh, our friend out there in California who's making all the, the mortar heads and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to mention that. It's the same kind of thing where you get these amazing pieces of art from these just classic images. It's, uh, it's really cool. So be it. I think it's. Are you ready for the uh, the light the so be it lightning round? Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, go for it. That doesn't sound ready. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, to- I have to admit I totally cheated because I was like, I was like, oh crap, what are the lightning round questions? <laughs> so I had to go back. <laughs> well, I'll have you know that uh, I. I- I always, like, every single time I do it, I kind of lose the questions, and I find, like, old versions of it. So they may not be the same oh, questions, uh-oh. because oh, okay. you'd think that they're always the same, but I managed to be unorganized. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Okay, so, yes. I'm, okay. All right, I'm ready. I'm what ready. was your best collecting moment? Um, Honestly, I, I know this is going to sound. Maybe this is go back to my romantic side. I know this sounds <laughs> sentimental, but it, it was honestly meeting a lot of people for the first time in Celebration Five. Because I mean, everybody was just. I know this isn't really. Uh, that it's not really an answer to the question. No, that's but, totally an answer. That's absolutely uh, I, an answer. I, I, <laughs> I mean, think that was, was my answer too. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really nice, and you know, finally meeting everybody and putting you know faces to names and, and hanging out and I got to meet Shane for the first time and, and hanging out with Chris Jorgulius again because he'd actually come to my art show in 2009. So I'd met him and Ron Salvatore and John Alvarez before and Jeff Carell. But um, but yeah, just, just meeting them again and meeting you guys and, you know, looking up with Lee Bullock and, you know, 
meeting Shane Donnelly. I mean, it, it was just it was a lot of fun. Uh, Don Raskin. Yeah, I'm name dropping, but <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, no, but that, that that was actually Steve's answer in the very first yak to my face section. That that was Steve's answer. So, that's yeah, a, a, I, a, unlike the Leia question, you got that one right. So, <laughs> okay, let's see if I can keep this going. Okay, so if you were a vintage collectible or figure, which one would you be? Uh, this is a tough one. Um, now you said you prepared, so you should have these already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I actually, yeah, um, I thought about this one today. I think it would have to, it would be Luke and the Stormtrooper disguise. Wow. Ah. Because, uh, because, um, when, I think when people see me, they have a perception, because I have a shaved head and I have a lot of tattoos, and, and I don't look all that friendly, so I might look like <laughs> a bad guy, like a Stormtrooper, but then, you know, but then when you get to know me, and I, take my disguise off or whatever you know it's i'm a completely different person right you right. care <laughs> right exactly <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah. bruce i'm here to paint you right yeah there you go yeah, right. exactly <laughs> oh wow that's that's a great answer i think that's uh that that actually remind, i love it when the answer is very deep like that that's uh <laughs> it reminds me of amy's answer when he said he was like the the rebel transport because he's hollow inside <laughs> it's like <laughs> The saddest thing I've ever heard. I, I know. I remember that. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it's like this great existential moment. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, so list the the six Star Wars movies in order of your of preference. Uh, are there six? Um, I thought there was three. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. We'll go A New Hope, um, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. Oh, the prequels. Um, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, and The Phantom Menace. All right, so we got four, five, six, two, three, one. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, A New Hope, we don't usually get that answer. I don't even know if we've gotten that one yet. I don't think so. That, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Well, that, that one is my, it's my sentimental favorite. I know it's not quote unquote the best one, but I mean, that was just, I mean, that blew my little mind as a yeah. year old. So that's always going to be my favorite. Right. And and plus it's got Cinnabon Leia, so. It's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what's the one item that you're looking for the most? What is the grail that you're searching for? Ooh, or do you um, have one? Because you, you, I guess you're, you're spread out uh, over the, the five different versions. But uh. yeah, um, hmm. I guess the uh, let's see the Cinnabon Leia on the <laughs> on the on a twelve back Meccano card. Oh, nice! Yeah, oh, that's a good would one. Be, would be really awesome to find. And and those are actually out there too. As far as the Meccano twelve backs goes, those are the by far the most common. I, I think, right. yeah. yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen one for sale in a while. Right. So, yeah. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking for one of those. All right. Well, I think you know, maybe one of the people listening might have one. So let's see if, because that's the, that's the kind of grail that's doable. You know, when people are like, yeah. I'd like George Lucas's toenails. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. And then finally, the question that. Recently, people have been getting out of, and it aggravates <laughs> me. So imagine that your house is burning. What one item do you snag before you leave the door, knowing that the rest will burn to ashes? Uh, um, 
just has to be a Star Wars item or uh well it can't be a family member. Um <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What one Star Wars item? I think because I know you also collect you collect aliens as well. and Mr. T. Is that right? Mr. T. No. <laughs> no, Mr. T. Oh, okay, just aliens. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have an alien prototype collection. Uh, I guess it would probably be the Cinnabon Tri Logo Leia. Oh, nice. That was, yeah, that was the one that. It's really hard to find with an undamaged bubble, and when I finally found it, it was just like, I was so happy to get it, because it's like, you know, I'll, know I'll never have to ever look for this thing again. There's no upgrading to right. this figure. You know, I was, I was extremely happy when I got that one. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I like that. Kind of like, you know, not necessarily one of a kind, but like a meaningful collector's, uh, collector's item. I like that. Yeah. It's a smart yeah. choice. Yep. Yeah, you, you answered correctly on that one, too. Uh, <laughs> So so then, uh, just because sometimes we like to go on divergence, so then how would you rank the four Alien movies? Ooh, um, Because hmm. I've got a I controversial mean, answer on that, and no one ever agrees with me, but... Um, probably in order, actually. Alien, yeah. Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection. I actually really like Alien Resurrection. I mean, a lot of people just absolutely hate it, but, I mean, I... I think it's a fun movie. Yes, it's yeah. Really different than the rest, but yes, yeah, I go with that as my number two. I go one, four, two, three. That's my order. Like I, I love Alien Resurrection, and I, uh, I, I used to, I used to get in fights all the time because well, so, you know, it's it's technically a French movie. That's why I love it. So yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I, I love the character of Ripley in that movie. I mean, it's just. Amazing! Oh man, the does. part where she like destroys her clones and the the, the pathos. Anyways, it's uh, but it's yeah, it, it's I, intense. <laughs> yeah, I have I have the original sculpt for that figure. Really? Resurrection. Huh. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess uh, man, we should should we do like an alien cast sometime, Steve? I wouldn't really know where to start. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I wouldn't either, but <laughs> yeah. I think we need to call in Bruce, yeah. the correspondent. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Well, there, there's there's one more thing I wanted to do because we, we touched a little bit on your paintings. Once again, I want to throw out a uh, a uh, a plug for that. That's velvetgeek.com, and and really what you're doing there is excellent. Are you? Do you still take uh, commissions? Yeah, I've actually just started taking commissions because I've been I've been wrapped up for the past probably year or so um, in doing these past couple of shows because I usually I, I try to do about one a week. So I really haven't had time to get any. Any commissions done, but but now that you know, now that I'm back, you know, from Canada, and that shows that shows done. I'll be taking commissions now. So if anybody wants to shoot me an email, um, now Bruce at VelvetGeek.com. Bruce at VelvetGeek.com. Now, what if someone yeah. wanted to commission you during a podcast? During the podcast? Yeah. Oh, is, that, is, this, is this some sort of Chewbacca thing? Yes. Now I, now, I know you only do one of each figure. Have you ever done an Endor scene Chewbacca? No, I haven't. I haven't. Is, is that too close to the original Chewbacca, or would you take that commission, Bruce? I, yes, I would take that commission. All right. That's a podcast first, Steve. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we commissioned yeah, an artist. Yeah, that's a completely different different pose, and so that that's that's completely doable. Well, you know, that's sort of like my sub focus within Chewbacca, and and I've always because I remember when you first came out, and and uh, you know I asked you how much they were, and at the time I just 
I believe that was right after I bought all the proofs, uh, mm -hmm. and I just I had negative negative funds. But uh, right. and I, I'm trying to get Steve to commission a B-wing pilot, but I, I don't know if he's <laughs> if he's down for that. Don't you think he needs one, Bruce? Of <laughs> Is the pilot worthy? <laughs> Is he worthy? I don't know. We <laughs> <laughs> could do like a nice shot of the vintage figure. That would be cool. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. I'm, I'm not going to pressure Steve in, into into buying, but uh, what, what I'd like to do, Bruce, uh, not to surprise you too much, but you know, we could commission it, and then when it's done, you know, we could bring you back on the show and talk about the process even more and, and give you another plug because uh, you know, <laughs> with, with you and Mortarheads and, and Bill Cable and stuff, there's a lot of people who do a lot of work and a lot of it's very creative. And, um, that's part of the reason that we, that we do this is to really help remind people that it's not, uh, it's not easy. It's not free and it takes a lot of time and effort. So. Right. Yeah. Well, awesome. Steve, I don't know if, uh, there's anything else you want to, to ask our, our triple threat. <laughs> I think we, we got it pretty well covered. Uh, thanks a lot, Bruce, for, for coming on. It's always good to get new people on here and, uh, Appreciate it a lot. Wampa Wampa. <laughs> Alright, Wampa Wampa guys. So that maybe was a little bit of a taste of Leia for this month. But Steve, as always, I sicked you on the wide world of eBay. And uh, <laughs> I'd like you to synthesize what's going on with Leia. What's going on with Leia Organa in our $1 Vlix Market Watch. One dollar flicks. Market Watch. All right, what do you have for me, Steve? What do you right, so for, for Princess Leia? Leia or Leia? Hey, there's a debate. Do you say Leia or Leia? I've always said Leia, and it always weirded me out when when uh, <laughs> when Tarkin said Leia. I, I just yeah. didn't jive well. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, so I figured with Leia, we'd you know start from the top. Um, I went for I found a twelve back card. It was actually really surprising. There wasn't as much as I was hoping to find, but I, I got some good stuff. Um, so for a twelve back Leia, ungraded, uh, the recent one sold for two hundred and thirty, which uh, sounds about right, I guess, for a, a twelve back ungraded card. It looked like it was in decent shape, so it's good to know that. Things haven't gone completely uh, haywire in that regard. That, that seems but, a little uh, low, doesn't it? A little low. Uh, I mean, I remember seeing others sell higher, but maybe it's the uh, the graded versus ungraded thing. I'm honestly not sure. Um, but that's that's the first uh, first example, and there was only one that I found that actually sold. So, wow. um, next uh, next up, uh, there was a 20 back AFA 80, and that bumps up a bit. Um, that was a, at 382. And uh, I, I think, let's see, that was NFA 80. Um, that's you know pretty simple, straightforward. It's uh, 20 back A. And uh, then I, I kind of got some interesting stuff that uh, I hadn't seen really before. Uh, there was a German Empire carded Leia um, that sold for 450, and that looked like it was in really nice shape. And uh, so we're kind of getting into the foreign side of things a bit there. Wait, 450? 450 dollars for a German that's Leia really on Empire high. card. See, I, I was going to ask you, have you, with the Chewy stuff, I figured you're probably finding the same kinds of, uh, of well, cards from different countries. I mean, is, what, what does that usually sell for? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. The, the deal is <clears throat> the, there's a huge find of 
uh, Palatoy 45 backs and German 45 backs in oh, okay. in England, I don't know, a decade ago. And hey, if you're like some expert and you're listening to this and I'm off, let me know. But this is what I heard at least. Um, it was found by Tony, who's Toy Tony of ToyTony.com. And uh, he's just been selling them for years. And they're all dead mint. Okay. And, uh, so basically anyone who wants a, a German card, they can just go to ToyTony.com and, uh, and, and pick one up. Now, I don't okay. – so, I mean, you can go to ToyTony, T-O-Y-T-O-N-I.com and buy many, many figures, uh, you know, especially these German. And, I mean, I, I looked at it in, in preparation here, and I do see they don't have an original Leia. So maybe that's more rare than others. It could um, be. But even the rare ones, I mean, unless they're super, super rare, uh, I've never known them to, to go for that, that, that high. But, uh, hey, you know, if it's sold for that much, then that's how much it's worth. But, I mean, just, just to give an idea, I mean, uh, the Chewbacca sells for 90 pounds, which oh, on the okay. worst day is 180 bucks. Right. And they're all C. C9, C0.5, C10. Wow. And yeah, it's it's worth checking out. They're uh, not an official sponsor, but uh, <laughs> it's it's really cool. Anyway, so then you got the the 12 back for 230, the 20 back for 380, then the the ESB for 450. Anything else? And we got the two pack from Return of the Jedi with the uh, unforgettable Bib Fortuna. It sold for uh, about 200 bucks, and. Oh. Um, so that's so, wait, so it's Princess Leia with Bib Fortuna. Yes, yeah, and it's huh. uh, the original Leia with Bib Fortuna. So I guess it, interesting combination. Um, but yeah, they had one. I on guess there. they they kind of hung out in the movie a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Little bit. You, you know me. I, I, I like Leia with the Gamorrean guard, but uh, yes, because <laughs> of the uh, the Burger King cup. Uh, we can uh, always go back to that. But, but two hundred bucks—that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, well, two sucks. packs are so weird because. Some people, whoever thinks they're worth a lot, thinks they're worth a lot. And whoever doesn't thinks they're worth nothing. And there's very few people in between. Yeah, it's true. But, um, yeah, it, it was uh, neat to see that there was one on there that recently sold. So they're still around. But, yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, nothing's going to beat the, the two-pack that, uh, that, uh, that Bruce mentioned to us earlier about, uh, you know, Leia with Darth Vader that, uh, that was in the, the other collection. That's yeah. You're just not going to beat father and daughter. I mean, I guess if it was Luke, maybe. Yeah. But um, even then, not really, because Luke doesn't meet Vader in his farm boy outfit. <laughs> no. Hey, wait. All sorts of you weird, ever thought about that? Weird, weird microcosm. Uh, I'm falling apart here. This is this is shattering shattering the reality. <laughs> yeah, they never even met. Huh. No. <laughs> Very interesting. Wait, so the first time they met was. Uh, was you are not a Jedi yet? That whole spiel. Yeah, yeah. Huh. All right, crazy. Out there, all the all the Star Wars fans are like, "Yes, we know. We, we know. We know this. <laughs> we figured this out." See, this is where you need Lobart to be like, "Hey, uh, Sky, uh, we know what you're talking about now. Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but still, even with with Bib Fortuna, it's nice having an original twelve figure on a two pack. That's not too easy to find. Definitely not. And um, and so at that point, I was kind of. <laughs> grabbing straws here and uh one thing that's always kind of interested me was the way that people get creative when they, they take their ebay po- like 
pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and so I found a couple of loose layers, and uh, one is taken outside, which looks like a pastoral background, which is a, <laughs> I call it farm girl layer. Okay. And, uh, and that one sold for about 14 bucks. So uh, the next one would be Star World Leia, which was taken in, uh, in front of a Star World package, which I found kind of funny. Uh, and that one was only 750 so we're, we're going down. And then uh, lastly, there's a guy, and he does this for all of his figures. He takes like a background glamour shot of the character and then poses the figure in front of it, which I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Huh. And uh, Wait, that so- one was more – yeah, go ahead. Okay, so then basically this is like a uh, almost a anthropological experiment. You're trying to see the same figure, how much it sells for, depending on what's what's behind it. Yeah, it's it's like anthropology slash marketing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, it, it just that kind of intri- intrigued me. So, uh, yeah, the, the the glamour photo layer was the one that sold for the most. That was at twenty bucks. So well, there you go. We'll we we all like glamour. Yeah, I see it there. You know, it's the the kind of action shot of Leia holding up the gun. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the last thing I, I just had to include this in this because I came through with my Leia search was okay a a vintage photo of a woman with Princess Leia hair from Lafayette, India, Indiana, and it was like from 1930, <laughs> and it did <laughs> and it didn't sell, which is just uh, a oh, sad. Man. It didn't sell. Wow. Yeah, that is Princess Leia <laughs> hair. <laughs> I just thought that was the weirdest. Star Wars related auction I'd seen in a while, and I had to I had to throw it in there. <laughs> wow, well, well, well done, Steve. I like it. Good, uh, good market watch. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, uh, you're you're really coming into your own here, but uh, <clears throat> well, let's you know I I said I was going to introduce a couple new features. About time. Here we go. About time. Well, yeah, you know. No, no, not about time. In, I mean, in this show. <laughs> oh, in the show. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. It's about that time. Gotcha. So I think uh, the first one we're going to do is the – it's called the Vintage Fireworks Factory. <laughs> so that's what I call whenever you go and you visit someone's collection. And uh, we've done it a couple times, but I just wanted to find some way to kind of group it together. And All right. the idea is that whenever we go and visit someone's collection – or someone's fireworks factory, we uh, <laughs> we go and we, we see what they have and kind of talk about a couple of things that we saw that were cool. And so, like I said, I, I went to go see a Sabres game, and I went to go see it with Psycho Doogie himself, uh, Grand Moff <laughs> Aaron, who's a, a Buffalo collector. And uh, he, uh, he showed me his collection. He's got a really cool, like, uh, loft area. Uh, not really a loft. It's sort of like the attic. But uh, he's got a really okay. nice little space there. And I think he's sort of a man after your own heart, Steve. He <laughs> he has a he has a, a couple of small foci, but uh, the main thing that he likes is just kind of weird stuff. Okay, cool. So he has a lot of uh, coin offer sticker stuff, which is great. Yeah, that's right. Um, but then he also just picks up things that he just kind of likes. So uh, I'm going to include pictures of those up on the website, and these are going to serve as our kind of funky, hey, look at all the weird stuff that's out in the vintage world. Um, because as Chris Jorgulius mentioned a while ago, you know, we need to include more memorabilia. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so the, so the first thing, Steve, uh, you got the email I sent you, right? 
Yes. So the first picture you see uh, you see Aaron in his proud uh, Miller jersey and his Sabres hat, <laughs> and uh, he's holding up his postage stamp collecting set. Have you ever seen that, Steve? I have never seen that. That's awesome. So I mean, in some ways, you know, your eyes kind of glaze over. At least mine do. Whenever you see the Tie Fighter chasing the X-wing on a kind of generic backdrop, it, you don't really pay attention to it, right? Yeah, it, it's something that you see in so many different packages. So it, I, I never, I never heard of a stamp collecting. Yeah, so he has it, and it's sealed. And you op- and if you were to open it up, it comes with first of all Star Wars stamps. Nothing official huh. or anything, but okay. you've maybe seen them for sale elsewise. Kind of stock imagery of all the figures, for all the main characters. Okay. And then it includes places to put other stamps from other countries. Oh, cool. And I would have thought that when they came out with the Star Wars stamps, there would have been more of a to-do about this item. Yeah. But uh, it's just it's just part of the joy of going out and seeing other people's collections, you know. That's seeing great. their fireworks factory, Steve. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and that, that was the, the first thing that, that I kind of caught note of. And then the other thing, he, he described to me how, uh, and, you know, we're hopefully going to talk to him later so we can tell him the story. But um, he tried to buy a whole bunch of – he bought a huge lot of just Return of the Jedi miscellaneous stuff. Okay. <laughs> and uh, as you know, I have a soft spot for the Return of the Jedi. And in particular, there's just so much bad stuff. I mean, stuff that is worse than anything in Joe's collection. And it's always Return of the Jedi. And it's always <laughs> Return of the Jedi. And in particular, there's one item, and you'll see two pictures of it. All 261 of you, you'll see two pictures of it on the, uh, on the show notes. And it's Return of the Jedi scissors. <laughs> now, what makes these special is that they're scissors, and right after the, the handle... In the middle of the scissors is a giant lenticular image. So if you tilt it one way, you see Darth Vader's head. You tilt it the other way, it's an Imperial shuttle. Ah, uh, yeah. That's all good. But talk about the uh, worst scissors you could ever have. You're going to make some small cuts. Really small cuts. And who's ever thought, you know what I could use in the middle of my scissors? A giant circle filled with plastic. I mean, I can't even imagine the poor kid trying to cut, trying to like, like cut out his little, you know, cray paper while trying to make the lenticular thing go. So you just get distracted by the <laughs> by Darth Vader in the shuttle. You just you yeah. wouldn't get his work done. Exactly, and there's no way to get any kind of. I don't. I'm not a physicist, Steve, but there's no way to get any like leverage, you know, on the on the scissors. <laughs> How could you possibly cut anything? And uh, you can tell it's only meant to be in the package. And what's cool is, you know, you see uh, the price that the seller initially hopefully wanted, which was $12. Uh, you see the KB, which is 189 And then uh, I believe Aaron got it for around $0.77. Cents. <laughs> so Awesome. That's <laughs> can't beat it. <laughs> no, you can't beat it. Uh, yeah, and the the other thing too that he had was uh, this sort of the other side of the Return of the Jedi, which was they have a lot of what I love is the great throne room imagery because yeah. to me the whole trilogy, the whole all six movies breaks down to the throne room. Um, well, the throne room and the part where Chewbacca pushes the stormtrooper off the 
the gantry in Bespin. Those right. two moments are the two pivotal <laughs> moments of the entire uh, six movies. <laughs> but uh, so there's an old pencil case with Vader and Luke duking it out. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and it's just uh, there's something that's it's kind of like a brave. It's like brave. Uh, it's a brave perspective that the artist yeah. took. Because yeah. you don't. You know see... what? I, I just realized what um, this is actually mimicking a Macquarie painting from from Empire Strikes Back. It's uh, it's uh, I have to show you that. Uh, it's I actually have it. It's um, it's looking at his uh, X-wing outfit fighting Vader. It's a concept painting. They kind of retooled it to make sense of Return of the Jedi. That's actually really cool. But... And it's that exact same composition. And the only oh, thing they yeah. changed they. They uh, just made Luke the Jedi Luke, so that's that's actually really cool. That's... Wow, Steve, man, we're we're on fire this month, dude. <laughs> Once again, more improvised uh, radio for you here. But you're right because <laughs> I was thinking this composition is so brave because you don't see Darth Vader's head. Yeah, and it, it's, it's when you I just it took me a second and it just clicked. I'm like, oh, I know exactly. I know exactly what that is. That's yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I thought it seemed familiar. Yeah, and, and even you have the, the the spider web where the emperor sits in front of the viewport, and there's right. no there's nobody there. It's yeah. empty yeah. because it's based on the Mokari painting. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Steve. Good good sleuthing. That's great. <laughs> so uh, it's a, it's a Kivecast exclusive. There you go. That's one <laughs> of the few licensed Star Wars images to rip off Mokari without giving him credit. As a matter of fact, that's a new that's a new realm of collecting, Steve. And I love Macquarie stuff, so this may man, this may get me going. Oh, oh yeah. no. Aaron, you made a good investment. <laughs> Getting that whole lot for five dollars. All right, Kivecast listeners. Well we're gonna put that up there. Uh, that's our, our discovery for this month. Uh wow. Awesome. <laughs> well hey, speaking of Aaron, uh that was our trip to the vintage fireworks factory. Uh, do you get that reference, by the way, Steve? I'm going to be honest. I don't. And I was yeah. hoping you would you would explain it to me. Well, I, I, as you know, uh, we – by we, I mean I have a big affinity for The Simpsons. And uh, okay. one on, of my so. favorite episodes is the one with Poochie. Oh, okay. And, Keep going with this. And, I remember this episode. <laughs> right. And so Poochie is the unpopular character who gets inserted into Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. And as they – as Itchy and Scratchy drive, it says fireworks factory three miles, and then Poochie interrupts them, and they never follow it up after that. Oh. And then Milhouse screams out, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> and, uh, All right, that, that is pretty obscure. That's uh, good. I like it's it. It's pretty obscure, but that's how I feel whenever I'm at people's collections. Yeah. You have to, like make nice with their wife or play with their kids or look at their <laughs> patio or look at their stupid okay. pool or whatever. Like, it's all it's making like, sense now. When yeah. do I get to the fireworks factory? When do I get to see the collection? Come on. Uh, that, yeah. Right. So that's what I refer to as people's collection is as the fireworks factory. And uh, also, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was kind of funny. It sounds good. <laughs> Now that I get the context, it totally makes sense. I got it. I like it. <laughs> but, but I came home with something, Steve, when I went to Aaron's house. Uh-oh. It isn't something you hold. It's something in your mind. He, <laughs> he came up with an idea for a new segment. Maybe you should have a new segment, like uh, Dear Wampa. 
So the idea <laughs> is people call our helpline. You know, they call our, our, our Wampa line, the number okay. that I will disclose later. Or they email us or whatever, and they ask for our opinion on a certain topic. Wow. I like it. Why not? Because, okay, here's the reason why not, Steve. Because we're not, like, full experts. <laughs> we're, the, uh, we're the middle ground. <laughs> but, but what have I learned from listening to sports radio, Steve? Is it the experts who are talking? No. No, it's, it's whoever <laughs> picks up the mic. Yeah, I was actually just going to say the same thing. <laughs> so we have the microphones. You guys want to call up, get advice, commentary, opinions. Hey, Steve and Sky, we're here for you. I'm Wampa and he's Wampa. And together we are Wampa Wampa. And we're going to answer these questions. So I'm now going to give out that number, Steve. All right, here we go. The number is P-O-K-U-T Wampa. Hmm. I like it. <laughs> it's pocket wampa because most people keep their cell phones in their pockets, right? Ah, so yeah. It's P O K U T wampa. Now, if you want a less stupid way of calling that, it's uh, seven six five eighty eight wampa. That's seven six five eighty eight wampa. Okay, yeah, that was it was funny. I was actually writing it out as you said it, and I just kind of looked at it for a second, like. Yeah, that, that ah. was the number that was suggested to us by the great Bob Matarazzi, the Luke Jedi collector. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> again, I still haven't responded to his email. But I am instilling his idea. So thank you for that. And it's free. It's through uh, Google. So they'll be okay. recording our phone conversations and using them for marketing purposes. Great. Uh, all hail our benevolent overlords if you're listening in, which I know you are. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Pocket Wampa. Pocket Wampa. Um, <laughs> five six seven eighty eight Wampa. It's not as good as the one uh, eight hundred number, Steve, but it's free. That's that's beneficial. That helps. <laughs> I wasn't too psyched about paying twelve bucks out of pocket every month to get no calls, and then when I did get a call, not be able to transfer it. Yeah. But now well, we expect all two hundred and sixty one of you to flood the inbox with all of your great thoughts about our show. So let's check a the Wampa line. Hi, uh, Sky and Steve. It's Aaron Longbine, uh, Grandma of Aaron from the Rebels Come Board. And uh, I had a quick question for uh, for the Wampa. Um, as you guys know, I have a uh, a Power of the Force Malin coin offer sticker uh, focus. And I'm trying to get as many of the uh, figures as I can. And... Um, I came across a really nice Power of the Force uh, Han Carbonite uh, figure recently that I got from another uh, member on Rebel Scum. And um, the sticker was attached really nice. It's a great piece, uh, unpunched, a nice bubble, a little bit of yellowing. And the sticker is attached to the upper right-hand corner. Um, But recently, the sticker came loose just from old age, and I had it in a star case. The sticker glue just dried up, became old, and it just fell off and was sitting in the bottom of the star case. Uh, when I went by and looked at it recently, now, uh, <clears throat> it had, uh, it came off really pretty clean. 
except for a real, real slight, looks like maybe sticker residue or maybe a tiny little bit of sticker goo. Uh, it's white at the top corner. But my question to the uh, to the Wampa would be, what do I do with it? Do I reattach the sticker and use like super glue or something, or um, I guess what would be recommended would really be a glue stick, or do I leave it loose? Um, it really doesn't detract from the piece at all, and I wouldn't attach it to resell it and sell it as a point offer sticker uh, card back. But uh, I'd really just be interested in uh, what your guys' opinion was and uh, any advice, and it'd be uh, great to uh, hear what you guys think. So thanks a lot. Uh, great job on the, on the show. Really enjoy it. And uh, wampa wampa. To glue or not to glue. Now, on the one hand, right, you could say, well, it originally had glue on it. and. Yeah. It matters to him that it has a sticker because that's why he collects it. And right. he liked where the sticker was placed and it's for his collection. But what do you think, Steve? What is his moral obligation in this case? Um, I think it really depends on whether or not he's you know, intending to keep it. Um, I mean it, there's all sorts of moral issues with restoration and, and all that. And uh, I mean me personally, if um, I, I usually don't like to mess with things once something's happened to it. Um, I just try and kind of present it the best that I can with what's there. So there may be some kind of creative way he could display it with it with, without actually gluing it. I mean, I'm not sure how that would be, but um, I mean, it's it's really a bummer because it's it's tough to find you know the Power of the Force characters with that sticker on there. So I totally understand the uh, the question. It's it's a tough choice, right? Because it's the Power of the Force that has a coin with an offer for a free coin, right? And it came off somewhat cleanly, but it left a little tear. Oh, okay. And so that's the real tricky thing. What I was thinking was he could maybe find some kind of just, I mean, the most minimal amount of ed- of uh, removable adhesive, you know, like almost yeah, like, like yeah. blue tack, and put it on exactly the point where the tear is so that if yeah. it tears a little bit more, it's no big deal. Right. Yeah, something along those lines is kind of what I was thinking too. Um, something that... It, it's not a a permanent alteration. It's more of a, a way of just presenting it. I mean, because you could, in that case, you, I guess you could probably, it could come off again if need be. And, right. Uh, and then the other thing he was saying was, well, maybe he could just sell it and keep the sticker because mm-hmm. he he would like, you know, he loves the sticker and it's nice yeah. to have one that's off and clean. And I mm-hmm. think that's morally okay. Yeah. But I mean, uh, morally, I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, I think that's okay for the hobby. You know, I don't think there's anything backwards yeah, I mean, about that. Yeah, because once once something like this happens, it, you can't change it. I mean, it's like uh, you, you know, people selling stuff that has messed up bubbles or whatever. Damage that's been done has been done. So I mean, it is as long as yeah. you're not falsifying anything, I don't see what anything wrong with it. You know? Yeah, but if I if I was him, uh, well, first of all, if I were me, I'd learn how to use the subjunctive in English. If I were him. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Steve. I'm still a language teacher, even though I'm on spring break. Um, <laughs> so if I were him, what I would do is I would just reaffix it because you're not going to find another one, and that's his collection. And so I wouldn't yeah. reaffix it with glue. I just use a minimal amount of blue sticky stuff that 
right on the tear. So the tear will, will potentially get worse. Yeah. But at least you're not putting anything on there that'll stay there forever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's tough, though. That's a bummer, yeah. Aaron. It, it is a bummer, yeah. <sighs> well, anyways, so that was our, our first piece of advice from the Wampa line. And the new feature, Dear Wampa. You know, I'd say there's maybe less response from this than there had been from from the, the one-year anniversary episode. Um, people seem yeah. to really like the interview with Scott. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it seemed like people really, really appreciated that and wanted a part two. Yeah, it definitely warranted it. I mean, he's got a lot of great things to say. Yeah, he does. And it was a lot like the interview with Aime uh, about the Japanese stuff where I was yeah. just surprised at, at the amount of stuff that I didn't know. That, that he could talk about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, I, I, so why don't we kind of go systematically? So first I would say, let's start with the blog. Um, cause that's kind of like a first point of response. Okay. Um, and seemed to be good, good response. Um, a, a lot of people are having trouble with the MP3 links. Um, uh-huh. Okay. So something about Androids. Well, I think Android is some kind of phone, Steve. Is that right? Oh, you, well, the, the yeah, the Droid. I think it's Android, but Droid for short. I don't have one, but they're they're a smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. So something hard with that. If people have a, a Zune, which is I guess is some kind of music player. So uh, this is an open call to anyone who knows about this stuff. Uh, hey, Lobart, actually. Maybe we should get Lobart on this. Because I, I just kind of throw it up there and, and hope that you get it. But uh, anyways, it was, it, was, it was pretty good because it was Robbie who mentioned that, that he had, okay. he had trouble with a little screen and a little player. And yeah. He ended it with, I care. So <laughs> He did. That's that's all that. Yeah. <laughs> and and Tommy uh, uh, chimed in saying that he, he found the one figure a month idea interesting. And uh, he said he was hesitant, but he said it worked well, and he looks forward to the Luke Poncho show in October <laughs> 2017. <laughs> uh, October oh, 2017, great. Steve. And, that's, uh, and then Kia Mall for November 2019. That's I, right. I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be 40 years old, Steve, in 2017, and you oh, will boy. finally be able to vote. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's great. Spot on, Lobart with the 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 spam blocker that seems to be working. Um, and then I'd, I suppose the next uh, the next line of of feedback um, would be from the the Rebel Scum threads, right? And again, I like how people kind of every once in a while all sort of bump it back up. Feel free to keep on doing that because uh, every every little bit means something. And. Uh, one of my favorite bits was that uh, Steamboat Joshi, uh, Joshua, said that it, uh, it it made his day when he yeah yeah when he was mentioned, and that's that's really awesome because I mean I've been mentioned on two of the podcasts that I listen to a lot, and it is really awesome when people that you listen to like talking about stuff and like that's what I love about podcasts is you feel a, a certain connection to the speaker that you don't hear in radio or anything else because yeah definitely there's just some some very one-to-one about it um so i i love that that we were able to have that same effect on someone else yeah it and, was really uh, really cool here I'm, I'm happy for him it's 
It's great. Yeah, and again, Jared, the uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know the the the. I mean, I can't even say the official designer because we have Matthias and Bart. Uh, <laughs> the official comic designer, or I don't know what the official some kind of awesome off the Kivecast <laughs> because yeah. uh, he he put together. It's like you know we just kind of mention these little things, and it's come to the point now where I kind of know. That if I say something, that he'll be able to whip it up in uh, in in Photoshop. So he made some nice, lovely uh, you and me. So yeah, it was uh, in general general good comment there. And then we finally started to get more responses to the Kivecast at Gmail dot com. Oh, good. And I don't know. I think you got sent this as well. And uh, it's it was just a really sweet. A really sweet email, and I'm going to get to it. So, yeah, we got a, an email from Sean from Riverside, California, which uh, that's pretty close to you, right, Steve? Yeah, it's uh, the L.A. area, so it's not too far. And there's, a, there's a, like a, a Cal there, right? Like not, not, uh, not a UC, but like a Cal State Riverside? Uh, you know what? There, there is UC Riverside, yeah. Oh, it's UC Riverside, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, well, he, he sent this really nice email. I'll just kind of read the, the highlights from it. Uh, he wanted to say thanks, and he says how he's collected toys on and off, but the show has helped to, quote, reinvigorate my interest in the hobby and to focus more specifically on Star Wars. Now, we like that, Steve, focusing uh, specifically on Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and so he said it's been of tremendous use, and he's in the home stretch of his dissertation writing and needs something as a fun distraction. It's definitely something that the podcast is. <laughs> yes. It's fun for me too, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I finished my dissertation while starting the Kivecast. And <laughs> yeah. That was another part of it. Uh, part of why I started it was it was just great to have something that was not my dissertation to work on. <laughs> um, and so he, he kind of goes on to talk about his collection. He's trying, he doesn't really have any particular focus, but he's picking up uh, loose figures and how he has a, a Luke Farm Boy on a 12-back. Which, if you're going to only have one card, that's not too bad. Um, and nope, he, he says the drops are perfect, so I like that because I sometimes get criticized for my limelight drops. Steve. He <laughs> um, <laughs> says the banter is great and the cricket is a must. So that, that was great. And I responded to him and uh, I mentioned how – actually, I just got my diploma in the mail, Steve. Oh, wow. That's, that's how bad the bureaucracy is. I, I got my <laughs> – I, I I walked in June and I got my I got it in March so <laughs> almost a year later yeah but it's signed by Schwarzenegger so ooh that that may be worth waiting for yeah it, it is <laughs> worth waiting where waiting for and uh, you know it's, he, he's he's in California so hopefully he'll join the California Collector Club yeah yeah I'm definitely gonna have to and, get in uh, touch with him he said he's a little bit intimidated but uh, there's one place uh-huh. not to be intimidated I, I would say it's it's the the California Collectors Club. Yeah, the it's a very very mellow place, and uh, you know it's it's good. But what what really made me happy beyond the fact it was a nice email was that's a lot of who I'm hoping to reach, which is people who are interested in the hobby but um, maybe don't know all the words or don't know all the personalities or whatever it is, and uh, just as a way to to get more into it, whether you're already really into it or whether you're just starting to. Uh, to discover about dis- discover it, right. <laughs> and then the other thing that's happened is there's been a high level. I would say 
I think two to three people joined the fantasy baseball league because of the Kivecast. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's great. I mean, we got, I think we got a full league now. So yeah, we got a full um, league. I, I think, I think Brock even had to turn away some people. Oh, that's, yeah, that's great to hear that the, we got some new people in there from this. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, it, I, I enjoyed it in previous years, but I have to admit it was kind of a burn not to have it be all Star Wars dudes, you know? Because, like... Right, right. I just feel like there's kind of, like, a natural divide. Um, I mean, actually, some of those people are really interesting, so that's not a real problem, but it's nice to have it where all the kind of inside jokes... Um, did you see I changed my name, Steve? No, no. <laughs> I, I, wait, oh, wait a minute. I think I did see. I, unless you changed it twice. You changed it one time, right? Just once, yeah. What was it again? D.T. Saberhagen. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, she double telescoping Saberhagen. <laughs> uh because you know Brett Saberhagen was a, a great player in the in the olden days of the 80s. And I was trying to think of what's a good Star Wars name. So That's a good one. I like it. Yeah, it starts soon. So all yeah, of you all you cricket fans, I hate to tell you, but the cricket talk is going to come to a stop and we're going to have to move on to the fair sport. Um <laughs> but I believe that the Cricket World Cup is in is in the process of happening. Um, so let's see here, Steve. Who do you pick, uh, England or West Indies? Oh man, I'll go England. Why not? All right, and I'm going for West Indies. Come on, West Indian Archie. All right, so the match happened on March 17th, and oh my goodness, Steve, England beat the West Indies. By eight, uh, 18 runs, that's it. I actually won. That's, 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 a close, that's a close call. So they might win the Cricket World Cup. There you go. And, and isn't that kind of appropriate? And wasn't Cricket from England? So they yeah. should be the best at it, right? I guess. <laughs> Fine, just because your know. team won. I, I think your team's won every time we've done this, Steve. No, no, I think, I think you're wrong. I think I actually lost most of them. <laughs> if you were as good at Cricket as you were at Fantasy Baseball Leagues. Anyways. Uh... Uh, okay. Well, I think that's pretty much all the wampa we got in us, Steve. So, yeah. once again, how can they get a hold of us? That would be uh, Pocket Wampa. P O K U T W A M P A. That's right. <laughs> or Kivecast at Gmail.com. All right, everybody. Wampa Wampa. Adios. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated.